Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, welcome to the mini-pod for the upcoming playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams. And this is going to be a tricky one. I've gone back and forth on this one this week. I will say I don't have a great feeling about it, and, you know, I'm not one to trust my feelings. But it, it strikes me just that this defense is the best defense they've faced all year outside of maybe the Buccaneers, um, maybe the Saints. The Saints that obviously lit up. That that game is still a little bit weird and probably worth digging into a little bit more. Um before we get into anything, um, Doug Farrar, former football outsider, is now touchdown wire, wrote a great piece this week on exactly what the Buccaneers and Todd Bowles and also, oddly, the Carolina Panthers did to really slow down the Packer offense. I urge everybody to go and read it. Um, the main reason being, it the, the Rams are very well set up to emulate what both of them did. They're far better than the Panthers. And the Panthers one is maybe the game that bugs me the most this year because um, they're not a good defense, like 20th in DVOA. They don't have a particularly good secondary. Um, but they were able to essentially copy the Buccaneers' plan and really shut down the Packer offense. The Packers only won that game because Aaron Jones went crazy um, because the we'll, – we'll talk about that. But um, the Carolina offense isn't very good, and Mike Patton's people did a good enough job that they didn't score that many points. Um, but it was a much tougher game than it had any right to be. And it's uh, it's worth looking into why, because they really did just kind of copy the disguised rush and coverages that Tampa Bay ran against the Packers, and the Packers didn't adjust, even though they had seen a very similar plan happen before. Now, they are maybe, and hopefully on notice, that that might happen again. The Rams are smart. They do a lot of the same things. Um, Farrar goes into his piece a lot about that. But um, if you want to, just a quick explanation as to what's dangerous about it, why it why it works so well. Um, I think the best way to describe it is going, all going back to the pick six Aaron threw against the Buccaneers. Um, on that play, the Bucks really disguised their coverages very, very well. Um, Rodgers read the wrong blitzers coming in. It looked like a cover zero. Um, at the last second, the inside linebackers dropped back into cover two, or the safeties dropped back into cover two, sorry. Um, and uh, Rodgers didn't see a corner blitz coming um, and threw to his hot route, which was covered very well, which was Devontae, and it got picked and returned. Um, interesting to note about that particular play, Rodgers hadn't been sacked before it happened in the second quarter. Um, after it happened, he was sacked four times, and that's because he stopped pulling the trigger quickly because he was worried about it happening again. And that's really the big key to stopping the Packer offense. It's making Rodgers doubt the plan. Um, you know, we've we have really praised him so much this year for buying into the LaFleur offense, for trusting that his receivers are going to be where they need to be, uh, and for um, really getting the ball out on time. What the Buccaneers did better than anybody else 
was make him not trust it because he threw a pick six, which he never does. Um, after that, he started playing like old bad Aaron Rodgers, where he sits back and has to see guys open. And that opened him to a very fierce pass rush. The Buccaneers are very good at that. And that's why he got sacked. Um, he wasn't getting the ball out on time. He didn't want to throw another pick. And it just totally undid the offense. Carolina did much the same thing. They made him stop trusting that his reads were going to be there. He held on to the ball too long, and they got him, especially on third and longs, um, when he, they knew that he'd just be sit, a sitting duck back there. Uh, it was not pretty. This is a team, the Rams, that can do everything the Bucks did, and maybe even a little bit better. I mean, you all know about Aaron Donald. They also have Leonard Floyd. They have a very good pass rush. Uh, and uh, they really do disguise things in a very similar fashion. So LaFleur has had his work cut out for him this week. I'm not entirely confident that they're going to figure this out in time, um, just because they didn't the one other time it happened to them, you know, from a team that frankly shouldn't have been able to do it. Um, it it's, a, it's a tough matchup. So um, I normally don't dig into PFF stu- stuff too much, but the Rams were intriguing enough that I actually went and grabbed a bunch of PFF grades. Um, because I wanted to break down a little bit further where the weak parts of their defense were to the extent they had any. And um, what you see very quickly um, when you combine sort of PFF and DVOA for their defense is it, it, this all makes perfect sense. So first of all, they are very good across the board. Um, the, the guys that you think are good are the guys that are good. Um, but I think it's worth noting. Uh, so PFF grades obviously have their issues. We've we've dealt with this before, but Jalen Ramsey is not their highest graded corner. Um, he is the guy that gets the most pub. Um, he is on the side of the field that shuts people down the most. However, um, they have two corners on the two DBs graded higher. Um, and I, of course, lost my uh, computer just as I'm trying to read out names. Um, Darius Williams, who's their, their nickel cornerback, is actually rated higher. I'm surprised at that because I actually watched quite a bit of tape on the best way to attack them as well, uh, going back to the people who were successful, Buffalo um, and the two San Francisco games. And he got picked on a lot by tight ends. I think um, he is probably very good. He had, he had a pick six last week, so let's not knock him too much. Um, but it looks like you can pick on him with big guys. So I'll be interesting to, interested to see if they target him over the middle with Lazard and Tanyan um, a whole bunch. I think that's where he's weak, but it's worth noting, he's not bad. He graded out higher than their star cornerback did. Um, and it's not like he's a weak spot, weak spot. I'm just speculating because Kittle beat him, and, you know, Kittle makes a lot of people look bad. Um, also worth noting, the Rams have by far the best DVOA on the right side of the field, particularly deep right side of the field. I mentioned this on the big pod. They have a 90, negative 97% DVOA, and the next highest is Seattle with negative 2%. That's ridiculous. Essentially, you cannot attack them deep right, and it's a, not a good idea to attack them right at all. They play mostly zone. So Jalen Ramsey, who is the right cornerback, um, is in that zone. Um, but uh, he's not alone. The other DB that's created higher than him is, um, sorry, I lost my thing, is John Johnson, who is the safety, who it works, the right the, the right safety, whatever. Um, the, he's the strong, I think. Um, but anyway, he plays behind Ramsey. Johnson and Ramsey play together on the right side. And it's essentially pointless to attack them with the pass there. They're outstanding against it. They don't they don't track. So I know a lot of people have said, well, they'll have Ramsey on Devante this week. That will probably happen a little bit, but not a ton. Um, he will probably stay to his side, and they'll try and get Devante worked open on the other side of the field against the corners that are on the other side of the field. Now, um, that's a good way to go about it, but it's worth noting half the field's going to kind of be off limits for the Packers, and that 
already puts them in a bit of a bind. Um, <laughs> this is tough. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it. So um, the left cornerback is Troy Hill, and Troy Hill is also not bad. He's definitely the weak link amongst them, but he, um, he's still graded out uh, as the 18th best cornerback in the league um, by PFF out of 122. And so... Usually you see a weak link you can go after here. I just mentioned that there's four guys in the secondary that are all very highly graded. Uh, John Smiley's third among safeties. Um, and they're, they're fuller, they're bad safeties, 33rd, which, you know, that's not a bad, bad safety to have. Um, they're one of, uh, on DVOA splits, this all makes a lot of sense because they're not bad against any type of receiver. The worst they are is um, 15th against somebody. They're 13th against number ones. I mentioned that before. But they're not below average against anything. And it's pretty clear that they do a lot of dictating as to where the ball goes. The Packers have struggled with that before, too. So um, the Packers saved themselves against Carolina. Sorry, my computer shut down. I got too many things going on here. Um, just to recap that real quick, the 13th against number one receivers, first against number twos. That's going to be the right side most of the time. Most number ones play on the left. Um, they're 14th against others, uh, and I think maybe one of, one of the secrets is to push them a little bit with flooding with receivers. The Packers aren't good at that either. They, they run big so much um, that that option isn't really available to them. They were 10th against tight ends, but um, good tight ends did have some success against them, so that's something you can do there. But they're not, like I said, not below average against anything. Now, against Carolina, the Packers saved themselves through Aaron Jones. Um, the Rams are like the, the fourth best team against the run, too. You can't really do that. They really have the big nickel thing figured out. Um, Ferrar's piece goes into this quite a bit, but they essentially um, do a lot of disguised blitzes that also operate as run blitzes. It's very hard to run on them. They have good speed. Aaron Donald always eats up a lot of guys, and they have lots of free runners. And even though they go light, which they do a lot, they're still good against the run. Um, Aaron Jones is probably not going to bail you out in this game, nor is Jamal Williams, nor is A.J. Dillon. They're going to have to pass to win. Teams that have beaten them have passed to win. Now, Peter Bukowski wrote a piece about the Bills game that uh, the, the Rams played earlier this year. where The, the Bills lit him up pretty well. And the Rams can be had by by play action. It's the one thing we know for sure in playing the Rams. You want to be under center. If you get into shotgun um, and don't have any deception or, you know, shotgun, you can still run the ball, but it's not as effective. It, it, it That's proven to be the case. They're not going to be scared of any shotgun draws. Um, you want to go under center. You want to have motion. You want to be able to tell if they're in zone or man. And you definitely want to run a ton of play action to draw up their middle linebackers and create space in the middle. The only place they're vulnerable at all in the passing game is the middle of the field. You can get them left a little bit, um, but you want to go middle, middle, middle. Aaron doesn't really like throwing to the middle. He's done it more this year than he has in past years, but it's not his forte. Um, to beat the Rams, they're going to have to go against type pretty well. They're going to have to be very creative. They're going to have to, if they get rattled at all, not not let Aaron go into the shotgun where he's comfortable. That's death in this game. So I'm uh, I'm kind of down on the offense. I have I have faith that they'll be able to figure something out here. There's a lot of information to work with on the Rams and what's worked and what hasn't. But this is hard. It's going to be hard to score points. So um, on the opposite side, I, I would love to be able to count on our defense to just totally wrap up and 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 destroy the Ram offense. No. We should start by saying it's totally possible that that'll happen. Uh, the Ram offense is bad. As good as their defense is, their offense is not good. Um, Jared Goff is hurt. He's got a bad thumb. Hopefully it'll be cold in Lambeau, though right now it's not going to be that cold. 
Um, and that that will hurt him too. And Cooper Cup, by far their best graded skill position player and uh, most important player by advanced metrics too, also hurt, suffered a non-contact knee contusion last week, which is not a thing. Um, I don't, how do you even have a not? Contusion is literally a bruise. You have to get hit to have a bruise. It's just weird. Um, it, but in any case, if Cup is not at full bore, this team won't be able to pass. Uh, it's a bad passing team when they're healthy, and it should be a much worse passing team with their best receiver um, not out. He's going to play, but not at full strength, and the quarterback not at full strength. And if we see Blake Bortles in this game, don't be surprised. So they're probably going to lean on run, lean on cam Akers, lean on a very good offensive line um, to try and control the clock, rely on their defense to win the game for them, and not make any mistakes. Um, in uh, Acme Packing Company Slack that today, uh, Tex put in a nice stat that the Rams turned the ball over once in every game of the year, every regular season game, except last week, where they kept good control of it. Um, and I suspect that control was because exactly they were playing with hurt people. Um, you know, Goff didn't take chances with his hurt finger, and Wolford didn't take chances. He just ran the ball and got killed. Um, but I would like uh, this is I would like for them to take chances in this game because I think the Packers can actually maybe take the ball away once or twice and maybe either if not score outright, put the offense into a better the kind of position they're going to need to be in. Um, if they're playing really conservative, eh, that's okay. I think the Packers can still make some hay there, but uh, I, I do think that the game plan for McVeigh is going to be mostly run the ball, maybe take a shot to one of his outside receivers. Um, Robert Woods is the best outside receiver, but he's bad. He's like 50th in DVOA and 70-something in DR. Um, but I think this is going to be sort of a college game where it's going to be be careful, be careful, be careful, take like three deep shots, hopefully hit on one or two of them, score enough points to have your defense ride out the rest of the game. That's what I kind of think the Rams are going to do here. And uh, given their personnel limitations, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Now, it all that being said, it is key for the Packers to get ahead. Uh, the Rams can only do that if they don't have to catch up. If you get ahead of them and you make them have to pass, that's when turnovers are going to happen. That's how the Packers win this thing. So they have to come out strong. They have to establish that lead. They have to not do anything stupid like run the ball too much or Petten doing his stupid, um, you know, easy off, non-aggressive shells. And there's no reason not to play up on the Rams receivers. Goff's not going to beat you deep, especially with a hurt hand. Be aggressive. This is this is a game that's called for, that they, if they play like they have lately. If they're aggressive, they bring a strong pass rush. They hit him. They play up on guys, and they let Jair, you know, win one-on-one -on -one battles and and don't protect too much. They should be fine. Um, but I, I kind of hate this game. I think it's going to be a lot tougher than people think it's going to be. Um, I don't like that they have a coaching advantage um, <laughs> over the Packers in this game. Um, I just think Patton. Yeah, they were better in the second half, but they were better because the players complained and made suggestions, and they were better because they played easier opponents. But they weren't better because Mike Pettin necessarily got any better. Hopefully he learned. I just don't think he's a good conceptual guy. And, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, Matt LaFleur um, ver versus... Uh, um, LA defensive coordinators, uh, Brandon Staley uh, versus Brandon Staley is kind of a draw. I think that'll be a good matchup. One won't really dominate the other. Hopefully the offense just does enough to, you know, make it happen. But uh, Sean McVay versus Mike Patton, I don't want my season resting on that. That's bad. That's saying it out loud makes me have a sick feeling in my stomach. So anyway, um, <laughs> that's kind of where I sit there. I think this will be low scoring. 
It's not going to be bad weather at Lambeau. Uh, it's supposed to snow a lot the couple days before. If any snow or mush gets into the forecast, um, that might change things a little bit. But uh, I, I, weather should be good. That, that helps the Packers, I think. Uh, and I think it'll be cold enough that injuries will still be impacted a little bit. So uh, things like Goff's, Goff's hand and Aaron Donald's ribs probably won't be perfect. Um, but it's not going to be one of those super freezy games. So um, I think it'll be tough. I'm not. Really, I'm looking forward to watching it because playoff games are great. And if they win, it'll be awesome. But uh, I feel like we haven't had that many nerve wrackers this season. And I think this is going to be one. So so buckle up. Um, anyway, everybody enjoy the game. Hopefully we'll have another one to talk to after this. Doesn't get any easier. Um, the Saints and Bucks are both great as well. And I do, so the, the Packers played the Saints before they played the Bucks. And uh, everybody else has been able to learn from what the Bucks did to the Packers. If the Saints should win that game, and, and we do face them in the NFC t- title game, I do wonder if their defense will look substantially different with the experience of a whole season than it did last time we played them. So uh, that's looking ahead, though. Let's not look ahead. Let's look to this game. Uh, hopefully they can pull it off. Saturday games are at least fun because, you know, hey, day off the next day. Anyway, enjoy the game. Looking forward to it. And we will be back with a full pod next week. I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle whiskey for the way. And I sure would like some sweet company.